All right, welcome back. This is your host Raghu Banda, Rakesh Banda. The podcast series Machine Learning in AI Applications. And yes, we are in the season three. And today I got a very interesting conversation with a couple of guests from SAP on the topic of recommendations or personalized recommendations. Before even going into the concept of AI-based personalized recommendations. we all know about how important it is uh, about recommendations whether it is trying to buy something or trying to go for a movie or trying to watch something or uh, visit a place we all inherently human uh, humans are uh, in our human values we all want to identify and do things based on some recommendations or some better reviews in the past before using ai and ml we used to discuss a lot with our friends family and colleagues of course we still do that but many of the systems that we have today have built in ai based recommendation systems and on one such topic today we are going to discuss on ai based personalized recommendation systems from sap and i have two guests who will kind of discuss about the product discuss about some of the technical details this is a very interesting topic for me as well and that is the reason i took some additional time in formulating some of these questions as well one other thing we are in uh, the middle of october 2022 uh, in the second week of october i also gave a lecture at our inciad uh, Uh, branch in um, Inciad Business School branch in uh, San Francisco uh, recently opened in San Francisco two years back. So I have given a one-hour lecture to a cohort on the topic of AI and machine learning applications, and I have showcased a demo on this personalized recommendation systems, and we had some nice conversation on that. So this is kind of an extra uh, what do you call? Uh, importance for me and i have a uh, lot of uh, good things to say about this uh, product so sit back relax and enjoy the conversation as always you will get more details at the end of the podcast welcome back to our uh, machine learning and ai applications podcast series and today i have an interesting topic ai based personalized recommendation service and i have two guests from sap uh, sebastian begeli and steven fu sebastian is joining us from europe and steven is uh, joining us from singapore so you can understand that this is a global conversation that we are having across the globe uh, so welcome sebastian i think uh, I, i should say welcome back sebastian <laughs> um, so maybe you can say a few words Sure, sure. Thanks, Raghu. <laughs> I, I'm I'm super happy to be back uh, after this uh, first episode we made a few months ago um, around conversational AI. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to speak about uh, personalized recommendation for which um, I am the product manager since um, a few months ago, and actually working closely with uh, with Stephen um, on this recommendation topic. So yeah, looking forward to to exchange with you on personalized recommendation. Thank you, Sebastian. 
and um, I would like to uh, formally invite Stephen Fu as well. Hi, Stephen. Welcome on board. Maybe you can say a few words as well. Yep. Thank you, Raghu. So, hi, uh, hi everyone. My name is Stephen. So, I'm a product, the product owner of this uh, AI-based personalized recommendation service. So, uh, we the team uh, is based in Singapore, including myself. So, we have been working on this topic close to uh, three years. So, yeah. So, it's uh, we're happy that so we this year we bring this service uh, externally available. So happy to have this session with, with you to introduce the service. Thank you, Steven. Okay, so like always, how I have this tradition, I'll start with the introduction or the teaser question, uh, and I'll start this with you, Sebastian. Uh, so let me put it this way. I know we have a um, lot of AI interesting topics going on and a lot of topics that you might be interested or you are following. Maybe you could uh, talk about one search incident or one search AI project, whether it is internally or externally, that you are so much intrigued and uh, you are following very closely. Sure. In fact, I would say even more than a project, um, there is something that really interests me um, since quite a lot of time. It's how we can combine um, different AI services or different AI technologies, because we always, um, I mean, we often speak about one AI, for instance, one AI product, which does a particular um, uh, action or which has a, a particular role, you know, um, but it's also interesting to see it a little bit out of the box and to see how we can combine different AI technologies um, all over a business process. You know, so how to combine, for instance, um, you know, document extraction, and then we extract the information, then we analyze the information, then we classify the information, then why not? We send it uh, through a chatbot, you know, so, um, and all of those, you know, uh, AI kind of actions are supported by different AI products. So this is really, really interesting. And also, I think we'll have the... Um, the possibility to talk in this podcast about that, but uh, actually personalized recommendation is also something which can fit into an overall um, business process, which also contains other, uh, you know, artificial intelligence um, uh, products, services, and technology. So yeah, I would say that's one of my main focus uh, right now is to see this, you know, combination of different um, AI capabilities. Amazing, Sebastian. I like um, the the. Uh, the topic or the way that you put about combining these different AI functions to achieve the greater uh, greater good or, or uh, make the processes better. Mm -hmm. So now coming to you, I would like to ask you in a different way. We all go through our daily lives and we notice that many of the tasks that we have done in the past now can be performed whether it is minimal or whether it is like even watching a movie or kind of getting different kinds of recommendations. So you, you might have also noticed that a lot of these activities, whether it is personal or professional, got better with AI, but you will not even realize that there is AI involved in, in that. Do you have such kind of an experience or such kind of a uh, thing that you would briefly want to talk about before we get into the main conversation? 
to you, Stephen. All right, thank you. So yeah, so I think uh, right now we are nowadays we are using uh, AI without even knowing that so we are using AI. So for example, we are so used to have like a, a digital assistants around us. So hey Siri, wake me up, wake me up sometime, and then all like AI. We don't have to create rules to go to the forms to fill out the forms and things like that. And also some other things which um. It can be like chatbots, which uh, it also help the business to save the manpower. So when we um, do do uh, online shopping and uh, when we go to the government agencies, there is a chatbot there, and then it can help to answer questions, which uh, can save us to you know go to the different pages and look for the information. And then one um, other things which I just think of that uh, we are getting less spam now because in the past we get a lot of spam emails, and then um, this is also uh, provided by the the service provided by AI, so that we can um, you know uh, enjoy our life peacefully without getting too many scam scam calls and scam emails amazing I, I i definitely agree with that the amount of spam has definitely drastically reduced of course we do still get a lot of spam calls or spam emails but the rate at which the data is exploding compared to 10 years or compared to 20 years we should have expected much more but it is yep. kind of control, which means that, of course, there is a lot of AI services in the background that is happening, whether it is whatever email service you use. Beautiful. So um, let us maybe take a quick break and then come back and get into the main topic or the meat of our conversation. All right. So welcome back. Let's continue our conversation. So coming to you, uh, Sebastian, let me put this or let me start our conversation by putting you a question around uh, these AI-based recommendation systems. Yes, we do hear a lot about these recommendation systems. And I know when we say recommendation system, obviously there is some kind of AI ML, but what are the benefits to the customers? Could you Elaborate a bit on that, uh, Sebastian. Sure, sure. Um, so first, maybe let's start about um, just defining what we understand by AI-based recommendation system. So I think the most important is to put that in parallel with somehow traditional recommendation system or non-AI-based recommendation system. Do system will actually make um, a simple comparison, for instance, from, uh, for, I mean, an item to another one, just because they have somehow the same title or they have um, somehow some keywords that are, uh, uh, you know, very similar or whatever. But this is the only comparison. And based on that, the recommendations are done. But you can uh, easily understand the limits of this kind of recommendation. So now, when we speak about AI, when we infuse AI into this um, into this recommendation system, mm -hmm. what we first understand is that first the system itself will draw some insights uh, from the um, uh, historical user data. So it means that the the system analyzes which kind of interaction. 
um, uh, did the user uh, have uh, in the past? Which items uh, did he already buy, for instance, on an eShop? Uh, which item did he view? Uh, which content did he view on a streaming platform or whatever, right? So everything about the past interaction, what we used to call the click stream, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so everything, you know, browsing history and whatever. So. He analyzed that. He also um, uh, analyzed everything around, you know, um, all, all the the, the, cat, the items catalog, uh, all the data around, the pure data around the users, like the metadata and whatever. So he somehow mixed all of those um, elements together to try to understand also the the behavior uh, of, um, let's say, um, of, of the user. You know, so what does the user wants really which kind of recommendation would you really need uh, in in th in this particular context right and at the end uh, the, the final result is that the system the recommendation system is able to tailor um this user experience accordingly according to what he, he has analyzed about the user so this is why we used to speak about personalized recommendation because this is a recommendation not um, a, a kind of basic or generic recommendation but a, a user personalized recommendation you know so um now coming to the benefits for the um, for the customers um i think that the, the the main benefit is that it somehow enhance the user experience and uh, uh and of course also the the engagement or the, the retention of the user and I think we can speak about two types of engagement uh, or, or retention. I would say there is somehow an, an, immediate, an immediate retention or an immediate engagement, which means as a user, I'm on, on, on the website, I'm browsing any kind of catalog, uh, service catalog, item catalog, whatever, content catalog, whatever. Um, and if I have some very well-tailored recommendation, what I will do is that I will uh, consult or view or maybe buy other content or other item that uh, initially I maybe wasn't supposed to buy, right? But due to mm -hmm. very tailored recommendation, um, now I will spend more time on the website, on the catalog, uh, on any online service, right? So this is what I would call the immediate retention. But also, I would also speak about a long-term uh, retention or long-term engagement, which means that, again, as a hand user, um, I will remember this website or this software or this specific service um, as a very good experience, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in my very good buying journey, for instance, or a very good, uh, you know, a browsing or consulting journey. And of course, with that, uh, the next time I will need a specific um, uh, item um, to buy a specific product or whatever, I will tend to go again on the same website or again in the same software. So uh, you can understand easily what is the... Uh, let's say also the, the benefit for the company, for uh, our customer, we will use, we will install some personalized recommendation system um, because it means obviously uh, more sales, um, uh, the availability to, to meet uh, higher KPI, and, you know, this kind of very um, uh, logical uh, business benefits, right? So, um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think recommendation has many, many, many benefits for uh, all the customers that implement such a system right right no, beautiful i think uh, that sums it up uh, very well uh, sebastian i think when you talk about the experience a particular customer gets when you kind of use this tool or this service or go to this web page those are 
beautiful. I think those are the real benefits that a customer would find. Let me go to Steven. I want to bring this other aspect of it. So what are the customer pain points of building these recommendations and how your service, these kind of recommendation services can solve these problems? Could you maybe talk a bit more on that, Steven? Yep, sure. Thanks, Raghu. I think that's a very excellent question, so which I really happy to talk about. So I think uh, so. Firstly, we probably talk about recommendations. So um, the objective to provide recommendation is to user uh, from a long list of uh, potential items uh, in a certain context. So there are many challenges along each of these uh, steps. So for users, uh, we have uh, co-start users, which we have never seen before. And we have users who have uh, shifting habits. Even we have seen them before, they might not behave uh, in the same way anymore. And then uh, for the items or for the products. So we have, um, we might have a new launch. Uh, we might have co-start items with no purchase or uh, interaction history. And we might have to adapt the latest trends, uh, seasonality, and then we might have different marketing strategies. And then we might have to use uh, recent interaction to get the user's intent. So in order to generate relevant and personalized results. So we have to solve these problems and deliver very good recognition results in a very short time, um, and which is very complicated. So that's why uh, this is our motivation to, you know, to build this uh, personalized recommendation service. So we have to work with both uh, internal and external stakeholders to understand the problem. So we apply the state-of-the-art machine learning approaches and master the ability to extract the ins extract insights from the customer data to build machine learning models that can deliver highly personalized results. So uh, with our service, um, we are able to address the co-start user problems, shifting habits, co-start items, and then we are able to adapt uh, the latest trends, promotion strategies. We can know that the user given context uh, in real time. So as a result, uh, um, as Steven, uh, sorry, as Sebastian has mentioned, that uh, the user experience can be enhanced, item discovery is improved, and our machine the mo model is not a black box. So the model owner can still influence the recommendation results in, in, in many ways to retrain business control, create relevancy, and make KPIs. I think in later part of the discussions, I will, I think Sebastian and I will share more on the feature of our service. Beautiful. I think the key word here is um, getting the black box out of uh, the recommendations and giving the customers and the users that kind of transparency, what kind of recommendations are happening. Beautiful. I think before we take the break, I think maybe I'll come back to you, Sebastian. Maybe could you provide some examples of use cases uh, where these personalized recommendations can be implemented? Maybe you can highlight that and then we take a break and then we come back and go into much details. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So um, th that's actually a very good question because um, we tend, and when I say we, I also include ourselves, right? We tend to have um, a, a vision of recommendations that are uh, re very often tied to e-commerce retail. Uh, even when we speak to someone and say, okay, what are recommendations? We used to take an example of, you know, big e-commerce website where 
you have this uh, carousel that tells you, okay, so this product might interest you, or you are watching this product, so maybe um, you would like also to visit uh, or to buy this product or whatever, right? So this is the, I would say the, the most common um, use case and examples that we have around a recommendation, and 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 for sure, right? This is a, a very very important use case um, and area. Let's say retail is a very important area where a recommendation can be set. Now uh, that being said, um, I think there are many other um, let's say areas or business area, industries, or whatever you, you name that, where recommendation can be, can be implemented. In fact, we used to say that we are somehow domain agnostic, which means that we can address or we can be implemented, let's say, in uh, any kind of um, business processes, any kind of industries, any kind of business area, and also, and I think it, it also reflects what I, I, I told to you last time when we were speaking about um, conversational AI, mm -hmm. where we were saying that a chatbot can really help um, customers, but also employees, you know, can enhance customer experience, can enhance mm -hmm. employee experience. And this is exactly the same thing here. So a part of retail, I would say that Maybe one domain that is very, very interesting is uh, human resources, mm -hmm. or let's say um, things that touch directly the employees. So by uh, human resources, we can think about, can I be recommended around training? Can I be recommended around, um, you know, um, changing of roles within the company or any, you know, job post or everything around, you know, um, human resources actions, right? Um, also, another use case that is uh, very common is everything around uh, content recommendation. So content recommendation is somehow um, a, 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 a word as, as an umbrella, right? Because it can include many different areas. So by content recommendation, you can think about, um, I don't know, a, an online newspaper where you have uh, maybe thousands of articles, right? So you are reading an article, uh, but maybe there are dozens of other articles that may be interesting for you to see. So here the recommendation will just, you know, analyze what you have done before, what you have read before in this website and tell you, okay, so now, now you might enhance your uh, reading time by reading this new article or this other article, right? So this kind yeah. of recommendation. Also an example that everybody knows, right? Um, all this uh, streaming platform that we have, where we see some movies, some series, etc. Here, the recommendations are somehow a key uh, for the success of the streaming platform, because without that, you would maybe never discover a new movie or a new series that maybe will be will be transformed into your preferred movie of all time. You know, um, so yeah, retail, human resources content recommendation, uh, procurement, I mean, many, many different um, use cases, but maybe later on we have also the possibility to talk about um, how we implement that within ASAP. Beautiful, I think uh, I like the way you put it. And then also some of these very important aspects are that without, see with the, the, the amount of humongous amount of data that we have, if we do not have these kind of recommendation services, we are at a loss. The, I would say the people, I think we keep searching a lot of this information. And then if you do not have the proper recommendation services implemented, we are, exactly. we end up doing the wrong search or wrong place. What exactly. Exactly. 
Exactly. Beautiful. I think so. Let us take a quick break and then come back and continue into our uh, conversation and go a bit more deeper into the SAP products. All right. Uh, welcome back. I know we are getting into some interesting conversation. We did talk about the examples out there about personalized recommendations, uh, like whether it is the commerce cloud or whether it is retail or content and also the HR side of the thing. So maybe Sebastian, could you provide some examples from SAP standpoint, the products that SAP is coming out are already available? Sure, sure. Uh, that, that's actually a very good transition uh, from the, the the question before. So, um, yeah, we we are working um, heavily with uh, some with many stakeholders, internal stakeholders, to you know to implement and to infuse some recommendation uh, into different ACP products. So, what what come to my mind? Maybe I have two major examples. Um, the first one is uh, Commerce Cloud, and more specifically the uh, ISS module, uh, the intelligent selling service module, which is included in some uh, licenses of Commerce Cloud. Um, and uh, so for this one, we, uh, for the moment, implemented uh, a similar content recommendation service, so a similar product uh, recommendation. Um, so as you can imagine, it somehow recommend, you know, um, uh, other products that might also be of interest, very uh, close to the product that the user is uh, currently viewing. And um, uh, also with Commerce Cloud, right? We are uh, working on other use cases to enhance and to multiplicate uh, even more uh, the number of and the types of recommendations that are included into this um, intelligent selling service uh, module. Um, so that's for the retail one and for the HR, so to, to uh, follow the, the example of, of the question before. Uh, so for the HR, we have actually two implementation for the moment with um, SuccessFactor. Um, so the first one is um, SuccessFactor uh, learning, uh, learning recommendation. Uh, which means that you are uh, recommended with, uh, you know, learnings. And I think it applies, um, uh, of course, uh, within SAP, but for uh, big companies that have many learnings that they want to provide to their employees. And, you know, sometimes you're kind of lost um, uh, between all the different options that you have and don't, you don't really know which kind of, um, uh, you know, training you would like to, to do to enhance your skills and, and you know, um, to, to, to improve in your uh, daily, um, daily work, right? So this is um, somehow what um, uh, learning do uh, into a success factor. And the other example is uh, uh, Career Explorer. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is um, also the example that I was uh, getting before in the question before, right? So inside of uh, success factor, um, we also have the, uh, the recommendation around, uh, you know, what would be the next step that you can take within, uh, within the company. And, and I think that's, um, that's also important because remember that before I told you that we want to enhance the employee experience, but at the same time, the benefit um, to, to, to implement some recommendation system is also to retain the user. So we could also say that the benefit here is somehow to retain the employee, mm -hmm. you know? So instead of me going to say, oh no, in this company, I don't have any possibility or whatever, I don't know, there are too much jobs, I, I, I'm a bit lost, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of that and me going to another company, maybe I can benefit directly for this recommendation and say, oh yeah, maybe I have um, uh, another very um, 
interesting jobs that I could do is that could uh, fit uh, to my skills, you know, and to my to the evolutions that I want to do. So those are two big examples. But of course, um, without, of course, entering into too much details, but we are working on, 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 on procurement use cases, we are working on business processes use cases. So the future, I would say, is quite uh, bright <laughs> for a person's recommendation within SAP. Great. I think great uh, response there, uh, Sebastian. And I personally experience uh, this learning recommendations almost on a weekly basis. I think we do have, uh, all of us, we do experience that. And I believe that it's working great because currently the service and the upgrades that we get with these learning recommendations, I personally experience that. Uh, I benefit a lot about that. To continue that conversation, uh, Sebastian, so maybe could you highlight a bit more on which types of recommendations does personalized recommendations offer? I know you answered it on the other side of the things with the different implementations, but which types of recommendations could you elaborate mm -hmm. a bit more on that? Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. So um, as of today, we have, I would say, four types of recommendation um, that, again, can apply to different use cases, right? So not only to retail, but also to HR and whatever. So um, yeah, let me go over the, these four types of recommendations. So the first one is uh, what we used to call um, the next item recommendation. So basically next item, we, it means that the system will analyze what is the behavior of, of the user users, what are um, their clickstream, and also analyze your own clickstream. And based on that, and based on the catalog of items, you will be able to predict what are the next products, mm -hmm. for instance, that I will probably, or that I could tend to, to visit or to buy, you know? So the, the, the name of, the, of this capability talks for itself, speaks for itself, right? Next item uh, recommendation. So the one, two, three, four, five next uh, products or item or whatever is that I will uh, possibly uh, be visiting after. Um, so th that's for the first one. The second one is um, similar item recommendation. So it's based um, not on the, the full historic of what I did before, but on the products that I'm using right now. So um, let's say that if we take the eShop uh, the, the e use case, because it really fits here also, uh, if I'm using a product, so the system will analyze this product, will analyze the catalog of items and say, okay, if you are using this product, maybe you could be also interested by this other product, which is maybe not the same brand or maybe not exactly the same one, but it's very similar product, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so we have that in many e-commerce websites. So the, the similar item recommendation. Um, uh, the, the third one uh, is the uh, user affinity. So user affinity is also super interesting. Let me take an example. Um, here the system will analyze what who is the user and what is behavior, what he viewed before. So if I take a concrete example, um, let's imagine that I'm on a, um, on, on a sports uh, e-commerce website, you know, so I'm, mm -hmm. which, which sell a, a, any kind of sports item, right? So let's say I, I'm using a shirt of um, a, a specific brand. And then I am using, um, uh, I don't know, some shoes for the same brand. 
And then I was seeing a soccer ball from this same brand. So the system will analyze and say, okay, there is a, somehow a kind of common key here, which is the brand, right? So then the system will be able to somehow to determine that I will be, and I'm probably very interested by this specific brand because in my clickstream, in my history, I have seen many items of the same brand, right? So the system uh, regarding what the uh, administrator of the website has set up, we'd be able to push uh, uh, proactively some items in the future um, of the same brand, which of course is might be uh, of my affinity. So this is why we, we talk about user affinity. And uh, the last one is what we call smart search or intelligent search. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is, I, I, I like it a, a, a lot because uh, it's really itself an example of how it's, uh, why we, we speak about um, uh, like intelligence recommendation or AI recommendation, AI based recommendation. Because if you take a classical uh, search uh, field in any type of website, um, so what you will do and what the system will do is that it will make a generic search and say, okay, so um, I'm searching, um, uh, I don't know, a, a blog article around, um, I don't know, uh, cooking, for instance, uh, cooking some cakes, okay? So uh, I will see what the user put into the, the field, like cooking a, sp- a specific cake, and then uh, pull out some articles that contain the same name of cake, you know, or the same description or whatever. So again, back to my examples that I told you uh, before in the in the um, in this podcast. Uh, what you will do is I will you will do a kind of simple comparison uh, of keyword into my search. But our smart search go even beyond because it also infuses again the browsing history of the user and mm-hmm. also the metadata of the user. So we will see, okay, again, let me take an example. Um, in that case, it um, will analyze what I viewed before in the same website, for instance, or in the same catalog. And based on that, the results won't be the same. So there is an, another, let me change an example because I think it's super important. Uh, an example that we used to, to take is around, imagine that you are on a streaming platform, okay? Mm-hmm. So you are searching some movie. Mm-hmm. So if you put um, in the search field, if you put the, 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 the word king, okay? The system will see, okay, what are the movies that the user saw before or searched before? So we say, okay, this user have seen many Disney movies, okay? The Jungle Book, the whatever. So you will say, probably it should be interested by The Lion King. Okay, mm-hmm. now let's imagine that the system sees that, in fact, in your history, you have seen a lot of, you know, fantasy, medieval movies and whatever. So here he won't push the Lion King, but maybe he will push the um, uh, Lord of the Ring, Return of the King, you know, which is uh, based because the, the, the metadata and the historic is on a, on a specific area, you know. So mm-hmm. this is why we say intelligent search, because it really adapts the results to the user. So yeah, this is for the four types uh, of recommendations that we have right now. And as you can see, um, it covers a very large perimeter. <laughs> yeah. So I like the way that you put it. The last one, the, the smart search, maybe it is similar to what the Netflix streaming service has this option called surprise me kind of a thing, where they kind of pull in a lot of different information, like you explained depending on what you have watched, but rather than giving you something different based on the metadata that you have. 
uh, it is it is yeah. yeah and this is very comprehensive like for a regular user when you see that hey recommendation service i'm using we think like for a novice user i know there is some kind of recommendation service that is happening but when you go into the details you could see there are different things that are available here so i'm intrigued now to understand a bit on the technology so coming to you steven maybe could you briefly talk about the technology that is being used behind this because there are four different types of uh, recommendations which uh, sebastian has explained yep yep thanks thanks ragu for the question and also i think uh uh thanks Sebastian to cover the uh, different uh, scenarios of recommendations so i think people might now uh, wondering okay what kind of technology can build such a, a comprehensive uh, recommendation scenarios uh our secret sauce is data so i think uh, we uh, as uh, all other uh, machine learning applications do we eat data so a lot of lot of data so what we need is as a, a user and item interaction data so we use this data as a training set so that uh, our service can use a deep learning uh, architecture to build a model that learns from um, those data that uh, we learn that uh, user behavior and we predict what item the user will be interested in next so instead of using rules the model is able to uh, generalize um, new users new items or even interaction patterns beyond what is given on the training set so i think that's um, main secret sauce which we um we, we we have we are able to read data and then um uh, the recommendation itself is uh, is not so difficult to do, and, and but you know to keep to maintain the quality of recommendation to uh, keep the trend, keep the seasonality is something which uh, is so difficult to do. That uh, which we, this our uh, service is capable of. Thank you, Steven. I think uh, that is beautiful. Like uh, you brought up that uh, key term data and how you read the data how do you interpret from the data and how do you build these recommendations based out of the data and then how do you create the insights out of it that is really really amazing uh, let us take a quick break and i think there is a lot i think uh, we have uh, already provided for the audience i think i would like to give some time for them to digest we'll take a quick break come back and then uh, we'll continue into the deeper aspects of what kind of algorithms we are using and so on and so forth. All right, so welcome back. I know we are having some intense conversation on the recommendation services, which is even I'm learning a lot on that because there are different types of recommendation engines or recommendation services uh, that we are talking about. Uh, and we just started talking about the technology behind that. So coming back to you, Stephen, uh, I know you have explained that data is going to be the key factor here. So what kind of algorithms are you leveraging in building these services? Maybe if you can highlight uh, a bit about that. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, I will definitely highlight a few because to answer this question, I would need um, hours and uh, days to, <laughs> to cover the whole algorithm parts. So yeah, so I can give a very brief introduction. So our service, personal recommendation service, use a custom 
uh, transformer-based deep learning model architecture to build models. So this class of architectures uh, having uh, have achieved state-of-the-art results in national research, national language, sorry, neutral language processing, computer vision, and recently recommendation systems. So we further improved upon the architecture by custom customizing certain layers so to allow our customers to encode richer features such as items and user metadata. So that would be uh, a brief introduction of the algorithms we choose. Okay, that is uh, beautiful. I think so coming back to you, Sebastian, any key capabilities that you can highlight uh, in this uh, aspect? Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, as as Steven say, uh, we will need uh, you know hours and hours to to speak with everything that we can do. But I think that maybe I will highlight uh, three extra capabilities. I would say uh, that we have on top of the four recommendations that I already presented. Um, so the first one is super interesting. Um, it's called uh, boosting. Uh, and I would say also boosting slash filtering. So the boosting is a way to, um, you know, to really tailor, I would say, um, the recommendation uh, to the business strategy of the customer. Um, by boosting, it means that in the recommendation that the system uh, pushed to the user, you can apply, let, let's do it simple. You can apply somehow um, um, a priority to this recommendation in order to push a specific content that you would like. So remember that before I told you about user affinity, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you say, okay, if you say, okay, that this user is very interested by, um, I don't know, by a specific item or a specific category or a specific, I don't know, whatever metadata that you want to push, right? You can use the boosting in order to say, okay, this, specific items that we want to uh, uh, recommend will uh, have more weight than another item. So it will appear before, it will be recommended before in priority. So this is the, the boosting. And by boosting, it means that the administrators that puts the recommendation system can really, uh, as I say, um, uh, tailor the, the results, right? And, and modify the results. And the filtering is slightly different. It's when you want to, um, let's say, imagine, um, make a, put a frame uh, uh, in the border of the recommendation. So let's say if you only want to push some uh, items that are referring to one specific category uh, or, uh, I don't know, one specific language, for instance, if we take the content recommendation, let's say, and we want to push only items that are in French or in English or whatever metadata, again, that you want mm -hmm. to focus on, you can put some filtering so as you can imagine the both both boosting and filtering are slightly different but the combination of both can be really powerful um and again permit to have a very nice uh, and a very personalized let's say uh, uh, recommendation so this is for the first one the second one and um the second and the third actually steven already mentioned them uh, before so the second one is uh, what we call explainability i think explainability is also uh, a, the key um, of not only recommendation, by the way, but all artificial intelligence. And I know that, Rago, you probably have covered this uh, topic with uh, many of your uh, different speakers in your mm -hmm. podcast. So by explainability, um, we mean that we want to explain to the user why 
this recommendation has occurred versus this other recommendation. Why do you have this item before this other item, right? And the interesting thing here is that um, the explainability can really, uh, I mean, both audience can benefit from explainability. The first one is the final user, the end customers, the end user, which is, for instance, on the streaming platform or on the HR software or whatever. And there we say, okay, so we push this item to you because, um, I don't know, because you already saw this item, right, mm -hmm. which has the same title, or because you are uh, interested in this category, right? So it's, it's a way to explain why we are recommending this specific item. And the second audience is the administrator itself, because the administrator, thanks to explainability, can understand and can see the, the results that mm -hmm. will be pushed to the end user, and therefore also modify this result if he wants by uh, applying some boosting, some filtering, so refining the results. So explainability is useful for the administrator and also for the end user. Mm -hmm. And so basically you, you can see, I mean, I won't enter into details, right? But you can see that each item will have a score, right? So then you can compare the score. And if you can also analyze uh, what is the weight of uh, such or such metadata and or the, the, the sequence, I mean, you can go very deep into the explainability and really understand everything about the results of the recommendations that you have. And the third one, I will be very quick on that because um, Stephen already covered it, is called uh, Cold Start. So Cold mm -hmm. Start is super interesting because, um, you know, as Stephen said before, when we speak about uh, putting in place recommendation, we speak about training a model. Right. You train a model with by infusing the click stream, the catalog item, the item catalog, sorry, uh, the user uh, metadata and so on, right? But for many reasons, um, uh, I mean, you can train again and again your model every time you have some new content. But for many reasons, it can happen that you can't train so often your system, but you have at the same time many new content. So you want this new content, whether new content, new items, new users, you want all this new data to be infused into the system and to be taken into account for the quality of the recommendation. So this is possible thanks to call start, which means that without retraining your model, you can take in account any new data that you have since the last time that you trained your model. So this is very interesting. And that would be maybe the top three of the extra capabilities <laughs> that you can put on top of personal recommendation. No, that's beautiful. I think I like the uh, the three key capabilities that you have explained so in so detail, and also that cold start capability, which really, really signifies the whole aspect of uh, not, re not not doing uh, the retraining again. Uh, so to continue the conversation, and kind of, I'm trying, trying to get it to a, a a conversational point where uh, uh, how partners or how vendors or how other external vendors they can work like are these uh, recommendation services that we have available so Stephen I think I'm putting this question to you are, are they open to be integrated with our external vendors or partners and if if a particular partner or a vendor want to start where do I start how do I create my own recommendation model Yep, sure. Thank you. Thanks, Raku. So, um, yeah, so this service has been um, uh, externally available since this May. So it's definitely uh, open for integration for 
partners and uh, external vendors. So, okay, so this service is available as part of the Cloud Platform Enterprise Agreement, uh, or we call it CPA, and also it can be available as pay as you go, uh, pay as you go for SAP BDP model. So. Um, yeah, and also we have a free tier. So I think any, anyone can sign up for a free tier uh, account, uh, SAP Global account to sign up for a free tier to uh, get started with the service. So uh, we also have uh, a lot of documentations on uh, the SAP help portal, SAP Discovery Center, and then um, Sebastian and I have also made a few blog posts uh to show how to get started so we have a series of blog posts and in each of them we have a step-by-step -step videos walkthroughs so including how to set up the account how to subscribe to the service how to um trigger a model training and we also provide sample data so customer for anyone who doesn't have the data who doesn't know how the data should look like you can use that sample data which we provide and then we have a step-by-step -step guide to show how to monitor the training status, like whether it's successful, whether it's filled, and if you filled, what's the reason? And then there is an API uh, for you to monitor that model serving status. And if you know, um, if you follow the steps uh, in step three, you will be having a model uh, belong to yourself, um, training from what you triggered with our some data. So with that model serving uh, successful status, we can go ahead to run a real-time inference, which uh, we can just uh, randomly put like uh, my user one and uh, item is one, and then I can get recommendation for two, three, four, and also we will get answers, uh, sorry, scores for each of the recommendation results. And then in the next step, uh, there is a chance that uh, you can build your own data and then you can truly uh, own your own uh, machine models. So it's all coming as a free tier with uh, certain limitations that everyone mm -hmm. uh, would welcome. Everyone go ahead, uh, go ahead to have a try. Awesome and wonderful, uh, Stephen. I think um, this is definitely going to be a game changer because this recommendation service is kind of can be used in a lot of different LOBs and industries, and it's really, really helpful for our enterprise customers and vendors and partners. So with that, I would like to take a quick break, come back and do our uh, key takeaways and closing remarks. All right, welcome back. This is a very interesting topic, I think, uh, and I believe our guests as well, I think like they have mentioned, I think we can talk hours together or days together on this topic, but obviously we have time limitations. So I would like to get a closure to this and come up with some key takeaways and closing remarks. Uh, Sebastian, could you provide us some key takeaways and closing remarks for our audience? Sure, sure, Hagu. Um, so yeah, I, I think that as a, the main remark, what I really want to emphasize um, from what we have said is that I hope that everyone that listens to this podcast can really understand what we mean by personalized recommendation. You know, is that we are very, very far from traditional recommendation system uh, or generic recommendation system. Here, um, 
I would say artificial intelligence as a, a, a main role, a major role, right? And that way, uh, as I said in one of the previous equation, you can really tailor uh, the recommendations that you are going to push to the user. You can really go very deep in the recommendation. And, and by the way, we talk about personalized recommendation, but sometimes we, we, we talk about hyper-personalized recommendation mm -hmm. because you, as I said, you can really refine a lot and refine a lot the recommendations that you are going to push. So um, um, with everything that we said and with uh, Stephen uh, just said before, uh, I think that you have all at end to discover the service. We have, as Stephen said, many contents online, many blog posts, a lot of documentation, um, a, a full help portal on sap.com. And a tutorial that, by the way, just for the record, I also followed um, myself and I was able to set up my recommendation service in, in, in a matter of, of minutes, right? Up to dozens of minutes, I was able to understand how it works. Um, so we are, we are an API-based service, you know? So as soon as you understand what is the role of which API and how you can set up everything, you can, uh, you know, have a recommendation service quite quick. So um, please don't hesitate to go on sap.com to see all our documentation. And of course, uh, if you have any question, whether you are a customer, a partner, wherever you are, and uh, wherever, wherever you come from, just feel free to um, uh, contact me, contact Stephen, and we will be pleased to have a discussion with your own personal recommendation. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Ben. Over to you, Stephen. Um, any other additional key takeaways and closing sure. remarks that you would like to provide? Yes, yes. So uh, I think the whole product team and development team, uh, including myself and the managers, my leaderships, we are all very proud of this service, which uh, is already benefiting millions of end users and uh, live customers. Uh, so we hope everyone can have a try to realize the value of your data. So once the training pipeline is set up, so it's up to date and it doesn't need a lot of maintenance uh, that, uh, you know, the recommendation can be served uh, up to date and keep the signality trends and um, anything like that. So it's already available in retail, search, human resources, procurement. So we welcome for new ideas uh, to use the recommendation to achieve new kind of like a domain, which we never explored before. And then we also welcome uh, new requests, uh, new feature requests. So the product is still young, so we can still, uh, you know, together shape the roadmap together to build on uh, the next level of recommendations and benefiting um, another millions and billions of end users. Yeah, that's all for me. Thank you. Amazing, Stephen. I think, the, yeah, I completely agree. Recommendation service is one of those key ML services, which is of use in daily life and many people use it in different ways. And I agree, it's a great uh, it's a recommendation service. Uh, so I would finally like to thank you both. Thank you, Sebastian, uh, for coming over and talking. Thanks, Hagu, for the invitation. Always a pleasure. And thank you, Stephen, as well. I know it is quite late for you uh, and you have uh, stayed up late to do this uh, podcast. Really appreciate your support. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye now. Okay, so now let us wrap up this interesting conversation that we had with our uh, guests from SAP. I would first like to thank Mr. Sebastian Begeli and Stephen Fu 
I would appreciate their time that they have spent in frame to answer these questions in depth. Both of them are dialing in from different locations. Actually, this is a, I should say, a global kind of a conversation. I'm at the far west in California, and I have uh, we have Sebastian dialing in from Germany in Europe, and we have Stephen Fu dialing in from Singapore. So this is a global conversation that we had on this interesting topic. I would first like to thank both of them. For further questions, like I always say, you can directly reach out to my guests. You'll have their details because I'll be tagging them on LinkedIn. And obviously, you can also reach out to them directly. Alternatively, if you have any questions, you can also reach out to me uh, on my social media channels, RK Banda on Twitter or Ragubanda on LinkedIn. You can also reach out to me on venkata.ragu.banda at sap.com or on my personal email ID ragu.banda at inciad.edu. Like always, you could also go ahead and search up my other podcasts that I have done on various different topics. You can search up my name, Ragubanda and Podcasts, and you will find these different podcasts on different channels, whether it is Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, so on and so forth. You can also search up by machine learning and AI applications and you'll find a lot of details. If you have any feedback, feel free to send your feedback on either of my social media channels or my email IDs. And if you have some interesting comments or interesting topics that you would like me to take up, please let me know. I would finally thank you all, the audience, wherever you are dialing in from or tuning in from. Thank you all. And have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are tuning in from. Happy predicting the future with AI technologies. Thank you all and bye-bye.